Welcome to the only show dedicated to a new way of delivering healthcare. This new model has no name, but let's go ahead and call it direct contracting or digital first care. The new way centers on opting out of the games bigs play with their rigged dice, their crooked game board, and their purchased referees. And if you're looking for a future where everyone wins, that's the doc, the consumer, the employer, and with assured amazing outcomes and measurably lower costs that are ranging up to 60%, you're in the right place. I'm Ron Barshop, your host. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the new healthcare economy. So I'm excited about today's guest because he's an expert at a subject everybody wants to know more about. How do you find the buried treasure? Employers each have buried treasure in their healthcare spend today, typically the second largest line item after labor costs. So inside a typical million dollars spent in healthcare, which would be about 70 employees, there's at least 200,000 guaranteed in the blink of an eye. A good advisor can find 400,000 in that million and a great advisor will find 600,000 with some hard work. How do they do it? Let's talk about their toolkit. First, their fees are fully disclosed in contractual versus 17 hidden fees that are undisclosed as we've learned from previous shows. 17 hidden fees in the typical benefits plan. How about that? Okay, the biggest or the lowest hanging fruit is what I should say is pharmacy. It's going direct now. You skip the big middles that are basically insurance companies. So a giant low-hanging fruit is this medication formulary that's put together by your advisor. The average pill in 85% of the cases we learned from uh, previous guests, Zach Seller of Scripco, is about one penny to 20 pennies per pill. That's about 85% of medications. That's what they cost. That's not what you're paying for it. Primary care too. We've had a couple of dozen guests explain how dumping fee for service changes everything for everyone. Next, we look at labs and independent imaging that are direct contracts. The markups of hospital owned imaging and labs are astronomical. It's not uncommon to see markups between 2X and 20X of that of the independently owned. Surgery and labor and delivery are direct contracts with independent surgery centers who offer excellence to ensure low infection rates and that you get out of that surgery and recover quickly because you had a good team on it. So for example, you want a team that's done 200 arthroscopic surgeries last year, not 20 for your knees. Let's talk about great TPAs. They already have contracts with big systems. So if you do absolutely have to go see a big, well, they've got it arranged already ahead of time what it's gonna be. But every in hospital in Texas will accept these contracts. One will not, MD Anderson, but most will take cash pay patients sent by a TPA with a contracted rate, but they'll still play games. So then you need adjudication. An adjudication is where, for example, every hospital today that's smart is adding a COVID upcharge on every admission. Why? When you don't have COVID or you don't have the flu? Because they can, because the CMS has indicated they are not going to be auditing any kind of COVID coding during this crisis. So of course, if they can make an extra 130 or 230 or 330 bucks, they're gonna take that all day long. It's a license to steal. 
Another game they'll play is they'll complicate a labor and delivery, even though there was no complication. So adjudicating claims is just stopping the shell games with upcharges and saying, come on, wake up. And they'll always come through and say, oh, well, gee, software error, bank error in your favor. So the last piece of this toolkit is going to be what's called catastrophic stop limit coverage. And that's for the scary and rare risks like the car accident or the cancer, or the cardio. So anything over, say, 30,000 per employee or over 100,000 per member is a good example of catastrophic insurance. Boom, shakalaka. That's the toolkit of next-gen advisors. Some are going to adjudicate claims. That is, they're going to fight, and some will not. Some are going to fight for your labor and delivery games. Some will not, but the good ones will. So let's talk about buried treasure to increase profits. How are folks using that? Well, we've had many on the show that have talked about that. Actual employers that are significant in their markets that are using this newfound EBIT to do some cool things. So we know of one story where a CEO bought a private jet. We know another story where they added benefits to their already good benefits package because they're in a competitive market like PJD drywalls. Cole Johnson was on our show back in the early days, and he's a drywall business that has saved millions not only on his health insurance, but his workers' comp dropped like a rock because with instant access to PCPs and Kairos, he was able to go 3 million hours at the time of our taping with no work injuries thanks to direct contracting. He offers paid days off now in college assistance and home buying assistance day one. And there's no special executive perks for the C-suite that the average drywaller can't get as well. So nobody can touch his people in a super competitive field, drywall. That's why LinkedIn is doing this. That's why all, in fact, the big Silicon Valleys that you can name are doing this, including Google, including Apple, including Amazon. They're all dabbling with this. One of our show guests was Ashley Bacow of Rosencare, a favorite. We immediately did a second show because there wasn't enough time for one show to explain all the cool things they're doing for their community, but they used the 435 million and found buried treasure to eliminate all of the debt for a 6,600 room hotel chain in Orlando. That's all around the convention center. If you've been there, they're, they're the hotel that surrounds it. Rosen hotels and resorts. Then they turn around a crime ridden neighborhood because having debt free wasn't enough, good enough for Mr. Harris Rosen. And they now offer a full ride college tuition to high school graduates in Tangelo park the worst crime-ridden, drug-ridden neighborhood in Orlando. But now that neighborhood not only has no gangs and virtually no crime, but they graduate college at the same rate as the top wealthy school districts in America. So it's amazing. 78% graduation rate from college for kids that normally didn't have a chance, might have had a 1% or 2% graduation rate. And finally, let's talk about DeSoto Regional Hospital in the poorest county in Florida. Acadia, Florida, if you've ever been there. They were a four-star highly rated rural hospital in deep financial trouble. Carl Schusler, a guest on this show, and Dr. Lee Gross, another guest on this show, and a DPC leader in Acadia, together crafted a direct contract plan that not only saved a million on a $2.2 million health spend, but they involved the school, the county, and the town employees in this monthly subscription model, offering direct primary care and even bought from a local pharmacy their meds. They saved a rural, so they saved a county. We lose one rural hospital every 10 days in America needlessly if they just had this kind of, uh, let's call it surgery, financial surgery. 
So let's call it financial engineering. That's actually more accurate. It all starts with hiring a creative benefits advisor like today's guest. 99% of benefits advisors are not. They're usually wedded to a carrier and then up to 17 brokered fees are slipped in there so they can make their college tuition for their grandkids and their kids. And the average healthcare spend is not saved, it's only raised. And did you know about your pharmacy rebates that you're supposed to get as an employer? I'll bet you don't. A future guest is Chris Deacon of the state of New Jersey. She found $2 billion in savings in their health spend and she's just getting started. You think the state is happy with her? Walmart found a billion dollars in 2019 when I checked last, which is the equivalent of having to open over 1,500 stores to their bottom line. Imagine how happy they are when the HR comes and speaks to the board now. Instead of giving an 8% bump, we can say we gave a billion dollars to the bottom line with some creative centers of excellence and direct contracting and attention to primary care. And of course, they're now in the business and they've announced they're going to have thousands of stores across America, and they just signed on for 37 states to open up clinics in those states. So every big tech company is in it. Walmart's in it. States like New Jersey and Montana are doing it. Texas is considering doing this. It's a future where everybody wins, and it starts with a committed CEO or CFO or CPO who will talk to a benefit advisor like today's guest. When the C-suite is involved, the second largest spin, healthcare, it becomes a giant opportunity to uncover, as I said, buried treasure. Meet Lester Morales. He ain't normal, man. He's one of the good guys. He's a creative benefit advisor who left an EVP role at a billion-dollar benefits firm to start eventually Next Impact in Florida, his own firm. And he has deeply personal reasons why he did this. He was featured in Forbes last May, where I discovered him, and today you get to discover him. Lester, we're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks, Ron. Super, super excited to hear that. And I loved hearing all of those stories because you know, people have to know this stuff is possible. Yeah, it's it's not real to them until they meet you and you can actually have them get on the phone and get some testimonials from some of your clients. So Lester, I don't, I don't think of you buttonholed in any particular area, but you do a lot with Indian reservations um, that own casinos all over America. And that's a big market. So before we get into what we talked about at the top of the show here, Tell us what happened when you were 16 that sort of changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah, so uh, I remember it as if it was yesterday. I listened to a voice message on the answer machine a day after Christmas uh, to come to find out uh, that my dad was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. So for your listeners that don't know what that is, that's cancer of your bone marrow. Uh, So Dad had a bone marrow transplant, chemo, radiation, and hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical expenses. And unfortunately, by age uh, 17, my family became the statistic that 67% of personal bankruptcies are because of health-related reasons. We filed bankruptcy when I was just a junior in high school. You, at a very young age, we're going to flash ahead a bit. And you rose to the C-suite gig at a $350 million firm with 200 people underneath you. And what did you discover working for these big alphabet houses? You can't turn the Titanic. Uh, You know, I like to think that on the, uh, just like, you know, when we talk about, you know, is all docs created equal and and people don't look at every day, the profit. I'd like to think that not every person inside of a firm is this way, but the reality of it is, when you have to follow the money. And my mom told me that when I was a kid. Uh, So the reality of 
the big firms is when you look at the profit that is created for the entity, it is typically directly like on top of the same percentage that they make in overrides and contingents uh, by some of the major insurance companies. And when you're, in our case, 119 executives in North America who get paid on how well the stock performs, well, you know, again, follow the money. So you're going to make decisions to make sure that that stock price performs the way you need it to, because that's how you make a majority of your compensation for all of the decision makers that are making, you know, all of the important decisions. But in the last 10 years, employers are starting to wake up to this and they're starting to fire their brokers and they're starting to go direct. We know today, just from the guests on the show, that 30 million uh, employees now have direct contracts through their employers and folks on our show that are uh, helping them. So um, why do you think the tide is turning these last 10 years? Is it just a lack of sustainability of doing this forever? Yeah, I mean, you know, on an average group, your price is going to double every five to seven years. That, that's, that's nowhere near inflation. It's obviously nowhere near typically the EBITDA produced by that organization. So, uh, you know, uh, Albert Einstein's definition of insanity, if for the last decade I have done it like this, how much longer am I going to continue to put my hand on that hot stove? So uh, with, you know, strategies and things that, quite honestly, are not any more difficult than what's going on today, make it so that a couple hundred life employer can, you know, buy directly from that hospital down the street. And, and, and truth be told, Ron, as you know, it's actually better for the hospital themselves. Uh, and so when you can create a win-win-win, a win for the hospital, a win for the employer, and a win for the employee, uh, and all it takes is looking at something a little bit different. You have to, you would not be a, a prudent person running a business or being an executive at a business or being a health insurance advisor. You would not be being prudent if you didn't at least explore. So now we put you at Willis, which is one of the big alphabet houses that is maybe one of the you know, top four or five brokers in the country. And you have an EVP role, very important role at a very young age. And, um, you just thought this might be for the birds. Let's, there's got to be a better way. So then you time your practice in Puerto Rico just in time for what? Uh, in 2017, uh, I always say 2017 will be the longest chapter of my life. Uh, unfortunately, my mom passed away from pancreatic cancer on August 11th. And on September 19th, a Category 5 Hurricane Maria went through and destroyed the island. I had personally, three feet of water inside of my house, 34 windows out of our corporate office blew out. Uh, I had employees that lost everything. Uh, and so that was uh, a, a 60 days that I don't know uh, can be repeated. That's for sure. Um, so you timed your independence and just in time for the worst hurricane in Puerto Rico's history uh, since you've been alive. And, but you, you weathered, literally weathered through it and you moved, I think your practice to Florida. Is that right? Oh, uh, no, it's still in, in Puerto Rico. I, I spend some time in Florida because that's where I moved from, uh, to, to start the business in Puerto Rico, but no, I still spend, uh, you know, about nine, 10 months out of the year in Puerto Rico. Okay, great. All right. So today let's just talk about how many employees will typically work at a casino, just as an example. 
Uh, at a casino, a, a small one, several hundred, a mid-sized one, several thousand, and a very large one, you know, tens of thousands. Okay, so you're going to have a large amount to play with to make them look great when you go and help save them this kind of money. Is there anything you want to add to the toolkit that I didn't talk about that helps you become a superhero to these guys? Um, you know, I would say two things. One, obviously, specific to the uh, Native American and tribal business is, is the access to 340B uh, drugs, which is obviously a, a government-sponsored way uh, to procure drugs uh, at, at highly, highly, highly discounted numbers. And typically, we're walking into a tribal entity, saving them between 60 and 80% of their cost day one. Uh, and then I would just say um, for everybody else, I would imagine that your listeners sometimes listen to this and say, holy cow, that's just not possible. Um, so I would tell you there's two things that I, I really always tell employers uh, to think about. One is there's a lot of levers to pull because of the cost and quality of healthcare changes depending on where you go, right? And if we think of multitudes of levers, you don't need to pull every lever all at once. So, you know, if we can visualize a crawl, walk, run, the change management in any organization uh, is going to be such a big deal. So we can create a pathway for somebody to experience these types of savings, not having to create such a, a amount of change from day one. And then I would say, uh, two is this is all number driven. Uh, I'm shocked every day that employers make decisions um, and throw parties when they save, you know, 39 cents on a, on a ream of paper. But on their second largest expense, they go at this with, uh, you know, their head in the sand because of the data. And so what I love about all of these conversations is that it's data driven and it's impactful in a positive way for the employer themselves and their employees. And when that happens, you've already mentioned it, it's harder, it's easier to recruit and retain key employees. Uh, and any other organizational goal can be met with additional capital, whether you're trying to open a new location, whether you're trying to hire a superstar sales leader, whether you're trying to buy another tractor, whatever it might be, all of those take capital. And there's just such a trapped amount of, of capital inside of the health plan that this is just you know a data-driven decision uh, that can be immediately impactful to the organization as a whole. And it's evergreen. It, it renews every year. So I want to talk about 340 because I discovered it about maybe seven or eight years ago. I'm sitting in a meeting with a community health center here in San Antonio. The They asked, what do I pay for EpiPens? Which is my most expensive thing I buy for allergy uh, patients. I pay about $280. I have to buy them every six to 12 months because they expire. They never sell you a brand new one. They always sell you one with a long lead time on it. So 280 bucks. And, they, and he held up his hands. He goes, this is what we pay. And he held, held up two fingers. And I said, oh, so 200 bucks. He goes, keep going. I said, 20 bucks. He goes, keep going. $2? And he goes, keep going. You pay 20 cents for an EpiPen? He goes, two cents. I pay two cents for an EpiPen on 540B, 340B, I'm sorry. And I went, um, can you show me that? And he, of course he showed it to me. So CFO he pulled it right up delightedly. And I realized there is a whole nother game afoot here. So when, what 
what tribal entities and nonprofit healthcare systems can do is they can buy an EpiPen for two cents, but they can pass that on to the patient, the employee, uh, or the tribe, or they can also mark it up a little bit. And that's what it's turned into. Hasn't it turned into a giant gambit? It, it allows you to do a lot of different things. So, you know, to your point, uh, you know, when working with a commercial plan, uh, you know, that's, that's pure profit, obviously, for the entity. But when we look at this both from a FQHC and a tribal entity who has a goal and objective to impact the community that they serve, they can take their 340B eligibility and draw a plan that allows them to partner with other employers in their community to help improve the health of that population while lowering the cost, while still making you know, uh, a, a nice little margin on their cost. And, and that additional margin allows for the FQHC in that example to provide more services to that community or that tribal entity to provide value to the community and its tribal members. So it's such a win-win. Uh, and it's, when I say low hanging fruit, I mean, the apple is sitting on the floor. It's just a matter of designing the way to maximize that opportunity and newsflash, none of the major insurance companies nor PBMs want that to happen because what comes out of their pockets uh, is going as savings to the other pockets. When you present to an employer, not only your credentials, but these ideas, what is the reason they tell you not right now? Why would they not do this and jump on it? Um, nobody ever got fired for hiring IBM uh, is, is you know probably the safety net. Hey, I'm already working with insert broker here or insert uh, major carrier here. If that's possible, why wouldn't they be doing it? Uh, so I would say that's the number one. And then I would also say that there's just a change management um, you know, reality. And I, I think that was my biggest mistake in, in, in this journey is, oh my gosh, look at this 25, 30, 40% savings. This company is going to want to buy. And uh, I think the reality of that is there's a lot of change management that goes into that. And there's a lot of believability factor that goes into that. Again, they've been seeing for the last two decades, double digit rate increases every year. So when you come in telling them that you could do you know, X, Y, or Z, which is co contrary to what everybody else is saying, there is a, a little bit of, uh, you know, shock factor and believability that goes into that, which is why, you know, I, I love the compensation models of, uh, you know, performance-based. Hey, if I don't save you any money, I don't get paid or I get paid much less than I would if I saved you money. And so now, you know, we're aligning our interest, but, but Ron, this is such a data conversation. If somebody was large enough to get their data, we could show them that Johnny went to that CVS and filled their medication and the plan paid, you know, $10 and under a transparent model, the same, you know, uh, CVS, the same exact drug on the same day would have paid $2 and that's all data driven. It's just the people in, in the places that have the data don't want to give it up. And the advisors that are, you know, typically, you know, representing an employer are not pushing 
this type of analysis to really drive the type of change because the major PBMs, 83% of the world are insured by those three PBMs are all attached to the major insurance companies, which is how everybody in that food chain makes money. What we're not doing in this industry that um, is gonna be an easy fix. Right now, there is no association for Leicester in the state of New Jersey and Roseton Hotels and um, all of the people, all, not only the employers and the benefit advisors that are being creative, but really also anybody who's in the direct contracting downstream, the primary care, the imaging, there's not an association that's tracking the headcount of who's switching into this new world with a, a future where everybody wins. There's nobody that's tracking the kind of savings that's happening other than the you know, isolated stories we have on shows like this. There's nobody that's academically studying this to show that employees are happier. They just got a raise, they have free healthcare. That's the story with my employees. That's the story with every one of these employers I've talked to. Free healthcare is a $500 a month to $1,500 a month raise, which is a credit card payoff, a new home, a better apartment, a nicer school district, maybe even a private school. So, or Rod, I mean, just not somebody filing bankruptcy, right? Yes. I mean, I, I look at that and say, so you tell you what drives you. I mean, every time I think of eliminating a deductible for somebody, when we're talking about a two, three, four, five, ten thousand dollar expense, and the average person doesn't have four hundred dollars in the bank, you just ask yourself, how do we continue doing that? Can you imagine though, if we had an association and we had the average player in this field has a net promoter score in the 90s versus the 60s and the 30s for healthcare in general? The average advisor is saving 38% on the average, you know, 100 to 500, 500 to 10,000 is, you know, 40%. It, you know, the average um, employer is also now has a retention tool and attraction tool that they never had before. And here's the data on that. We don't have that kind of large scale data. A, nobody's studying it, and B, nobody's calling for the study. Yeah, and, you know, I, I often say this, and this is why I like, obviously, the collaboration amongst uh, the advisors that are doing this, right? I mean, I don't consider advisors like us competitors, right? I, I, I consider this that the inertia needed to get more and more employers is, is with an abundance mindset and that the rising tide lifts all boats. And so to your point, I, I agree. I mean, uh, this is something that employers need to demand it. And uh, we all as people who are trying to fix it need to share it more often. Well, and I think you're doing a lot of joint work with some of the guys that aren't used to working in this ballpark or this league. I've had on my show maybe six or seven advisors who know how to talk to a large employer. Um, but most advisors, you know, are sort of trapped in the under 300 market, the smaller mom and pop business. That's the, maybe the local roofer, but, um, you are in the bigger league and you understand what that conversation looks like and what the objections are going to be. So you can help the, make the sale happen. And, and again, I think that the larger the group, the more it gets data centric, right? The larger the group, the more they get their data. And with that data, the whole story can be. Uh, painted. This isn't a what if situation. This is showing an employer with their own data, the impact that these strategies can have. So I'm going to make you an offer that I've made to you privately. And the offer is open-ended. So it's a golden Willy Wonka ticket. Anytime you want to come on this show with an employer that wants to talk about how wonderful you are, you got a free ticket, man. I mean, it's like unlimited. So um, I've had Rachel Means, who you know, be yep. on, she's been on the show 
Carl Schusler did not come on the show with the hospital, but he brought, we had Lee Gross uh, not too far after him. Um, we've had Cole Johnson with Redirect Health come on the show alone without them. And um, these kind of stories are just, I think, going to turn the dial. Our, our best downloaded shows are those with the employer, employers telling their story because it's such a happy story. So just throwing that out there, buddy. I will absolutely take you up on that. Okay. And um, so if people want to find you, Lester, time has gone too fast here, but if people want to find you, what is the best way to reach out to Lester Morales? Uh, yeah. So uh, obviously I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Lester J. Morales. Uh, and uh, if they want to hear our podcast, we actually have a podcast too, Impact Healthcare. Uh, that's Impact Healthcare. Uh, and it's uh, impacthealthcare.fm is the um, URL. And then I actually have a text community uh, that if anybody wants to be a part of, they can text me uh, 813-537-6992. 813-537-6992. And uh, we publish stories there and, and uh, downloadables that help uh, everybody down the food chain kind of understand these, uh, these different strategies. Um, oh, great. And if you can fly a banner overhead with one simple message, what would it say, Lester? Ooh, that's a great question. I would say um, that um, it's possible. Uh, so, I mean, these strategies are not pie in the sky. Uh, better benefits for lesser cost is 100% possible. And quite honestly, not overly that difficult. I, I did a little math on 30 million people free of the shackles of these giant cartels. And if you just take the economic impact and multiply it times two, which is what they say a federal stimulus check will do. So when the government gives $1,500 to every American, that's a $3,000 local benefit. It's over $850 billion. I mean, wow. we're talking somewhere short, just shy of a trillion dollars of giant ripple effect for local communities when people get a raise. And that's what happens when they join folks like Lester. So. Thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, we're going to do this again very soon and uh, can't wait to hear more in the future. Thanks for you, Rod. And thanks to your audience for listening. Thank you for listening. You want to shake things up? There's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode.